Chapter Twenty One, Part One of the Betrothed. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading done by Jules Harlock of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. The Betrothed by Alessandro Manzoni. Chapter Twenty One, Part One the old woman immediately hastened to obey and to give commands under the sanction of that name which by whomsoever pronounced always set the whole household on alert for it never entered the imagination of any one that another person would venture to use it unauthorized she reached malinotti shortly before the carriage arrived and on seeing it approach got out of the litter beckoned to the driver to stop, advanced towards the door, and whispered to Nebio, who put his head out of the window, the wishes of his master. Lucia aroused herself on feeling the carriage stop, and awakening from a kind of lethargy, was seized with renewed terror as she wildly gazed around her. Nebio had pushed himself back on the seat, and the old woman, with her chin resting on the door, was looking at Lucia, and saying, Come, my good girl, come, you poor thing, come with me, for I have orders to treat you well, and try to comfort you. At the sound of the female voice, the poor girl felt a ray of comfort, a momentary flash of courage, but she quickly relapsed into still more terrible fears. Who are you? asked she, in a trembling voice fixing her astonished gaze on the old woman's face. Come, come, you poor creature, was the unvaried answer she received. Nibio and his two companions, gathering from the words and the unusually softened tones of the old hag what were intentions of their lord, endeavored by kind and soothing words to persuade the unhappy girl to obey she only continued however to stare wildly around and though the unknown and savage character of the place and the close guardianship of her keepers forbade her indulging a hope of relief she nevertheless attempted to cry out but seeing nebio cast a glance towards the handkerchief she stopped trembled gave a momentary shudder and was then seized and placed in the litter the old woman entered after her. Nibio left the other two villains to follow behind as an escort, while he himself took the shortest ascent to attend to the call of his master. Who are you? anxiously demanded Lucia of her unknown and ugly-visaged companion. Why am I with you? Where am I? Where are you taking me? To one who wishes to do you good, replied the aged dame to a great happy are they to whom he wishes good you are very lucky i can tell you don't be afraid be cheerful he bid me try to encourage you you'll tell him won't you that i tried to comfort you who is he why what does he want with me tell him where i am let me go bid these people let me go bid them carry me to some church oh you are a woman in the name of mary the virgin this holy and soothing name once repeated with veneration in her early years 
and now for so long a time uninvoked and perhaps unheard produced in the mind of the unhappy creature on again reaching her ear a strange confused and distant recollection like the remembrance of light and form in an aged person who has been blind from infancy in the meanwhile the unnamed standing at the door of his castle was looking downwards and watching the litter as before he had watched the carriage while it slowly ascended step by step nebule rapidly advancing before it at a distance which every moment became greater when he had at length attained the summit come this way cried the seigneur and taking the lead he entered the castle and went into one of the apartments well said he making a stand everything exactly right replied nebio with a profound obeisance the intelligence in time the girl in time nobody on the spot only one scream nobody attracted by it the coachman ready the horses swift nobody met with but but what but i will tell the truth i would rather have been commanded to shoot her in the back without hearing her speak without seeing her face what 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 do you mean i mean that all this time all this time i have felt too much compassion for her compassion what do you know of compassion what is compassion i never understood so well what it was as this time it is something that resembles fear let it once take possession of you and you are no longer a man let me hear a little of what she did to excite your compassion oh most noble seigneur such a time weeping praying and looking at one with such eyes and becoming pale as death and then sobbing and praying again and certain words i won't have this creature in my house thought the unnamed meanwhile to himself in an evil hour i engage to do it but i've promised i've promised when she's far away and raising his face with an imperious air towards nebio now said he you must lay aside compassion mount your horse take a companion two if you like and ride away till you get to the palace of this don rodrigo you know tell him to send immediately immediately or else but another internal no more imperative than the first prohibited his finishing no said he in a resolute tone almost as it were to express to himself the command of this secret voice no go and take some rest and to-morrow morning you shall do as i will tell you this girl must have some demon of her own thought he when left alone standing with his arms crossed on his breast and his gaze fixed upon a spot on the floor where the rays of the moon entering through a lofty window traced out a square of pale light checkered like a draught-board by the mass of iron bars and more minutely divided into smaller compartments by the little panes of glass some demon or some angel who protects her compassion in nibio to-morrow morning to-morrow morning early she must be off from this she must go to her place of destination and she shall not be spoken of again 
and continued he to himself with the resolution with which one gives a command to a rebellious child knowing that it will not be obeyed and she shall not be thought of again either that animal of a don rodrigo must not come to pester me with thanks for i don't want to hear her spoken of any more i have served him because because i promised and i promised because it was my destiny but i am determined the fellow shall pay me well for this piece of service let me see a little and he tried to devise some intricate undertaking to impose upon don rodrigo by way of compensation and almost as a punishment but the words again shot across his mind compassion in nibio what can this girl have done continued he following out the thought i must see her yes no yes i will see her he went from one room to another came to the foot of the flight of stairs and irresolutely ascending proceeded to the old woman's apartment here he knocked with his foot at the door who's there open the door the old woman made three bounds at the sound of his voice the bolt was quickly heard grating harshly in the staples and the door was thrown wide open the unnamed cast a glance around the room as he paused in the doorway and by the light of a lamp which stood on the three-legged table discovered lucia crouched down on the floor in the corner farthest from the entrance who bid you throw her there like a bag of rags you civil old beldam said he to the aged matron with an angry frown she chose it herself replied she in a humble tone i've done my best to encourage her she can tell you so herself but she won't mind me get up said he to lucia approaching her but she whose already terrified mind had experienced a fresh and mysterious addition to her terror at the knocking the opening of the door his footsteps and his voice only gathered herself still closer into the corner and with her face buried in her hands remained perfectly motionless excepting that she trembled from head to foot get up i will do you no harm and i can do you some good repeated the signor get up thundered he forth at last irritated at having twice commanded in vain as if invigorated by fear the unhappy girl instantly raised herself upon her knees and joining her hands as she would have knelt before a sacred image lifted her eyes to the face of the unnamed and instantly dropping them said here i am kill me if you will i have told you i would do you no harm replied the unnamed in a softened tone gazing at her agonized features of grief and terror courage courage said the old woman if he himself tells you he will do you no harm and why rejoined lucia with a voice in which the daringness of despairing indignation was mingled with the tremor of fear why make me suffer the agonies of hell what have i done to you perhaps they have treated you badly tell me treated me badly they have seized me by treachery by force why why have they seized me why am i here 
where am i i'm a poor harmless girl what have i done to you in the name of god 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 interrupted the unnamed always god they who cannot defend themselves who have not the strength to do it must always bring forward this god as if they had spoken to him what do you expect by this word to make me and he left the sentence unfinished oh senor expect what can a poor girl like me expect except that you should have mercy upon me god pardons so many sins for one deed of mercy let me go for charity's sake let me go it will do no good to one who must die to make a poor creature suffer thus oh you who can give the command bid them let me go they brought me here by force bid them send me again with this woman and take me to where my mother is oh most holy virgin my mother my mother for pity's sake my mother perhaps she is not far from here i saw my mountains why do you give me all this suffering bid them take me to a church i will pray for you all my life what will it cost you to say one word oh see you are moved to pity say one word oh say it god pardons so many sins for one's deed of mercy oh why isn't she the daughter of one of those rascally dogs that outlawed me thought the unnamed of one of the villains who wished me dead then i should enjoy her sufferings but instead don't drive away a good inspiration continued lucia earnestly reanimated by seeing a certain air of hesitation in the countenance and behavior of her oppressor if you don't grant me this mercy the lord will do it for me i shall die and all will be over with me but you perhaps some day even you but no no i will always pray the lord to keep you from every evil what will it cost you to say one word if you knew what it was to suffer this agony come take courage interrupted the unnamed with a gentleness that astonished the old woman have i done you any harm have i threatened you oh no i see that you have a kind heart and feel some pity for an unhappy creature if you chose you could terrify me more than all the others you could kill me with fear but instead of that you have rather lightened my heart god will reward you for it finish your deed of mercy set me free set me free to-morrow morning oh set me free now now to-morrow morning i will see you again i say come in the meanwhile be of good courage take a little rest you must want something to eat they shall bring you something directly no no i shall die if anybody comes here i shall die take me to a church god will reward you for that step a woman shall bring you something to eat said the unnamed and having said so he stood wondering at himself how such a remedy had entered his mind and how the wish had arisen to seek a remedy for the sorrows of a poor humble villager and you resumed he hastily turning to the aged matron persuade her to eat something and let her lie down to rest on this bed and if she is willing to have you as a companion well if not you can sleep well enough for one night on the floor 
encourage her i say and keep her cheerful beware that she has no cause to complain of you so saying he moved quickly towards the door lucia sprang up and ran to detain him and renew her entreaties but he was gone oh poor me shut the door quickly and having heard the door closed and the bolt again drawn she returned to seat herself in her corner oh poor me repeated she sobbing whom shall i implore now where am i do you tell me tell me for pity's sake who is this signor he who has been speaking to me who is he eh who is he do you think i may tell you wait till he tells you himself you are proud because he protects you and you want to be satisfied and make me your go-between ask him yourself if i were to tell you this i shouldn't get the good words he has just given you i am an old woman an old woman continued she muttering between her teeth hang these young folks who may make a fine show of either laughing or crying just as they like and yet are always in the right but hearing lucia's sobs and the commands of her master returning in a threatening manner to her memory she stooped toward the poor crouching girl and in a gentle and more humane tone resumed come i have said no harm to you be cheerful don't ask me questions which i've no business to answer but pluck up your heart my good girl ah if you knew how many people would be glad to hear him speak as he has spoken to you be cheerful for he will send you something to eat just now and i know by the way he spoke i'm sure it will be something good and then you lie down and you will leave just a little corner for me added she with an accent of suppressed rancor i don't want to eat i don't want to sleep let me alone don't come near me but you won't leave the room no no not i said the old woman drawing back and seating herself on an old armchair when she cast sundry glances of alarm and at the same time of envy towards the poor girl then she looked at the bed vexed at the idea of being perhaps excluded from it for the whole night and grumbling at the cold but she comforted herself with the thoughts of supper and with the hope that there might be some to spare for her lucia was sensible of neither cold nor hunger and almost as if deprived of her senses had but a confused idea of her very grief and terror like the undefined object seen by a delirious patient she roused herself when she heard a knocking at the door and raising her head exclaimed in much alarm who's there who's there don't let anyone in nobody nobody good news said the old woman it's martha bringing something to eat shut the door shut the door cried lucia ay directly replied the old woman and taking a basket out of martha's hand she hastily nodded to her shut the door and came and set the basket on a table in the middle of the room she then repeatedly invited lucia to come and partake of the tempting repast and employing words which according to her ideas were most likely to be efficacious in restoring the poor girl's appetite 
broke forth into exclamations on the excellence of the food morsels which when common people have once got a taste they don't forget in a hurry wine which her master drank with his friends when any of them happened to arrive and they wanted to be merry hmm but seeing that all these charms produce no effect it is you who won't eat said she don't you be saying to-morrow that i didn't try to persuade you i'll eat something however and then there'll be more than enough left for you when you come to your senses and are willing to do as you are bid so saying she applied herself with avidity to the refreshments when she had satisfied herself she rose advanced towards the corner and bending over lucia again invited her to take something and then lie down no no i don't want anything replied she with a feeble and almost drowsy voice then with more energy she continued is the door locked is it well secured and having looked around she rose and feeling with her hands walked with a suspicious step towards the door the old woman sprang thither before her stretched out her hand to the lock seized the handle shook it rattled the bolt and made it grate against the staple that received and secured it do you hear do you see it is well locked are you content now oh content i content here said lucia again arranging herself in her corner but the lord knows i'm here come to bed what would you do there crouching like a dog did ever anybody see a person refuse comforts when he could get them no no let me alone well it's your own wish see i'll leave you the best place i'm lying here at the very edge i shall be uncomfortable enough for your sake if you want to come to bed you know what you have to do remember i've asked you very often so saying she crept dressed as she was under the counterpane and soon all was silent end of chapter 21 part 1